Live from the summit in Phoenix, Arizona, the Core presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Randall Mills and Laura Locke. Today's topic, CRM 102. Now that you have it, what do you do with it? All right. This is something that we've been needing, we've been waiting for. I've been super excited for this. Oh, my goodness. And when I found out that I actually get to coach and train with the Laura Locke. If you guys don't know her, I can't say you may not know her, because you probably see her constantly showing up on all the core calls and like that, like back to back, and you see her face all the time now. Super impressive business. Mother of three. Can you believe she has a child in college? That one blew me away like that. I was just like, at UCLA, I'm like, how? So adopted a 18-year-old or something like that. That's crazy. But super excited to teach her because amazing business and she is as big a CRM nerd as me, which is hard to meet if you know most of me like that. I love my CRM, but hers, impressive. Well, I am also very excited to be teaching this class. You have been mentoring me for years. We've been geeking out together with CRMs. You've been in the core for how long now? Um, 2016. And you've been a mentor since 2017, so it's in your blood to coach and yeah. to love on other people and share your knowledge with them. Yes. So I know you and I have, we've been talking about this class for three months, and it wasn't even just to prepare for this class, we just started geeking out together. So you guys are in for a real treat. Yes, sir. 291. Oh, two eight, page 289. I thought it was 291. Okay, just kidding. Well, this starts at 289 and works its way backwards. Um, what we wanted to do, because you'll find when you're building a CRM, it's either going to take time or money, is give you a little bit of both of our origin stories, how we really started. You want to turn my... Hot mic, hot mic. How we both really got started in using our CRM for the client experience. Now, my origin story was time. So I do have three kids. Um, I really wanted to make my client experience that much more. And so I couldn't do the work day during the work day because I'm doing the greatness tracker, running a team, everything else. I couldn't do it when I got home because I'm making dinner, I'm getting kids ready for the next day. And so my origin story with Jungo um, was actually from the hours of 9.30 to 11.30, four days a week for probably about two years until I had it built out enough, until I worked the greatness tracker enough, where I could start hiring developers to take it one step further. So my origin story was building it from the ground up. Now, what about you? Uh, for me, um, I just got licensed in 2013, so I'm relatively new to this business compared to some. Um, and I realized within just a couple months of starting, I needed a way to track all this because, you know, being the new guy with my story, you know how the producers get the outside windows and then the LOs and LOAs get the inside? Then you have the cubicles down the center. I was first off, when I, when I interviewed to get in the industry, I was unhirable. So someone please take a picture and send it to that regional manager. Unhirable. And I get, literally got a desk pushed up against the wall in the corner behind the cubicles. So I just needed a desk and a computer. So I started tracking all this stuff. So I started getting lifts from title companies, right? Well, title company lists come in Excel spreadsheets. Quickly found out with the amount of calls I was making, there's no way an Excel spreadsheet can keep up. It's a way to track, but it's not a CRM. So I got uh, went to a uh, Todd Duncan event, and is Jeremy Forsey in the room? No? So Jeremy Forsey was speaking at this Todd Duncan event, and he talked about Jungo, and met the Jungo people on that. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with it, went back, started turning it on immediately, got super far in over my head, and didn't understand everything that was going on with it. So then a few months later, um, 
started growing the team a little bit, started getting a little bit of success, and I was lucky enough to come across a person that I hired on my team uh, that we'll share with later, and some of you actually work with her in the room, named Kristen, and I, had, I was blessed to have her on my team for five and a half years. So Kristen is the unicorn of the industry when it comes to Jungo. Um, she knows the core, she knows lending, she knows real estate, and she's a level three programmer for Jungo. She knows it all. She is the person out there. So um, blessed enough to have her on my team for five and a half years. So she helped me develop everything and thought process. So I just came in and just puked ideas on her and she just made them work. So we can all agree that building out a CRM takes energy, takes thought. You're usually confused. Most of the time, it's even hard to build out a report unless you're having someone do it for you. You're not utilizing the functionality to the maximum scale. You're not tracking. You're not having a lot of automation or even automation you don't know you should have and to say nothing of what it can do for conversion. So one of the things that we want to do is start this class off by in order to make this nine, these 90 minutes worth it, what do you need to get out of this class? We're going to go through and answer some questions, put them on the board right up front. The entire goal of this is here at the core, we look at always maximizing the experience. We want you to walk away from this class saying, if I learned nothing else, I'm coming back and I have these huge takeaways. We want you to have that five-star review with us. We want you to really explode your mind knowing that you can do this, that, this, that, and there's support for you now. So no unspoken expectations here, because again, we don't want you to walk out. We all have those unspoken expectations in our relationships, life, team, all that. So. Let me hear if actually we have the microphone, mobile microphone, or I'll walk around. Oh, look. We're going we're gonna to have, the, have our, our, our friend here running today. We're going to ask lots of questions. I know Jackson had one up here. Okay, well. let's just, we'll be nice. We'll start at the back there and work his way forward so you don't have to run so far. Okay, so um, I'm a dinosaur and have never really, I've always sucked at CRMs, which means my team sucks at CRMs because I don't provide very good leadership. So recently changed companies, decided to change my ways. So if you were approaching, you've been a spreadsheet person or something like that, where would you start? What would be the most impactful if you're delving into CRMs? Team sucks at CRMs, so where to start? Fair enough. That's a truncated question. Okay. Where to start? Casey? Um, best, like, two to three tactics for using your CRM to help generate more leads. I like that. So the big thing about, the, again, the, the CRM does not create your greatness tracker. It creates better tracking for an accurate greatness tracker. Do you ever think about that? A 100% accurate greatness tracker every week? Because to be honest, how many people hand in a 100% perfectly accurate greatness tracker every week? Wait a second. One so hand? Anybody? Wait. So with the CRM, it'll track everything for you. So when it generates the greatness tracker that I'll show you later, it's 100% accurate. So are you saying that not only do you have a coach to keep you accountable, but now you've got a little computer software thing? A computer you software oh, program that will crap. keep you accountable and hold you accountable too. So that's a great, great thing to do on that. Um, so my question is, um, how can I, I have a company CRM? Do I get a not company CRM? Like, do I, so then I've got two CRMs to manage. And then the follow-up question to that is, I've always tried to figure out how to do the all about you forms in the CRMs. I don't. Uh, if I can't uh, get the basics. All about you form, super easy in the CRM, and should you own your own CRM? That's a, it's a jaded question on both sides. All that we'll answer, I'll get into that. So, because again, you want to be respectful to the companies you work for, but also the same thing, you run your own business, your own company, so I want you to watch out for yourself. Right. And then all about you. And all about you, yes. I wrote it down. I got you. Thank you. Any tactics to help 
encourage the team to start using it as well. That's an amazing one. That's, yeah, I've got a specialty on that one because, yeah, well, I don't want to ruin the surprise. Uh, best way to pull lists for theme days out of the CRM? So theme days yep. inside your CRM? Yep. Super important because it's, it's, it is magical because if you get your CRM set up correctly, what's the one biggest thing holding you back from doing your calls on a theme day? You're not working you, so, you just don't have a list. So it'll help you with that. What are the essential plugins with Jungo? Essential plugins. Um, hi. Um, if we should do big purple dot versus Jungo. Um, okay. And, and also. So can we label it underneath which CRM or what yeah. CRM? Okay. Yeah, which CRM, if you have experience with either or. I personally am dealing with. I currently have both and haven't transitioned to Big Purple Dot yet. So okay. I'm like, um, and let's say that you've had it for two years and it's maybe at 60% capacity of what it could do. Speaking about Jumgo, what's the best plate? Like, should you just go for the higher, like hire Kristen to beef it up or like, Good okay. So it's kind of this whole thing. It's like, you know, that's what the whole class, CRM 102, now that you have it, what do you do with it? This is going to be a higher level class than just, you know, just turning it on like our last class. We're going to be talking higher level stuff. Now, setting expectations too, are we going to be sitting here telling you exactly how to write the exact workflow and do that? No. But are we going to be able to help you get the right person to do that and how to break those down? Yes. Jeremy, Chris, did you have a question? Oh, what was the biggest mistakes made in the beginning? What was the biggest mistakes made in the beginning? Okay. So your experience with third-party apps such as Phone Burner and Mortgage Coach? Okay. So what apps and the experience with them? So we thought we got the what app, what apps to do, but that. Okay. I'm just curious, like uh, some of the campaigns you guys do, like maybe some of the more advanced stuff and things like that. I've got a 360-day uh, follow-up campaign for prequels, something like that. It's pretty good. All right, so the first one I want to address, and again, this is CRM 102. So this is a little bit more than the basics. So not only do you have to build it out, you have to figure it out, you have to do your client experience, but you also have to have your team implement it. And most people think the hub for their team is their LOS system. In my world, the hub for my team is Salesforce, is Jungo. So when you set that mindset that Encompass or where, whatever software you're using, that's for compliance. That's to figure out a loan. But the rest of the time, you're taking care of the client. So if you're taking care of the client, why are you not in your CRM all the time? Every single team member in my office has their own license. They all have their own license for a couple of reasons. One, I can track productivity. So every email goes out of there, every call goes out of there, every text message goes out of my CRM. And again, we're going to talk about what integrates with it. But if we're consistently managing our client experience, why would the hub be our, our LOS system? So you have to train not only your thinking, but your team's thinking as well. And to pause on that, that's one of the most important things in the CRM. Now, how many people are running a CRM right now? How many people are sharing a license with somebody else in their office? Yes, that's, that's, your, that's number one. Go home, buy licenses for everybody. You have to have that. You have different reminders, different setup, different views on what it does. You have to have separate, have separate licenses all the way down to the team assistant. Because you can manage metrics, calls, to-do lists, campaigns, access levels, access points. 
That is the number one. So great point she makes there. Have to have it now. We're all thinking, oh, it's expensive. It's $1,000 a year for an extra person. So let's say I've got five licenses on my team. What's your average, uh, what's your average uh, deal? What do you make per deal, average? 3,200, four or five grand. So if I could do one extra deal a year that would pay for all my licenses, do you truly believe that your CRM won't generate you one deal a year just from one reminder, follow-up system, one campaign? So again, don't get caught up in the money, get the licenses. And it's more about the team, so let's talk about the team. So now we've got the team in there, we're tracking them, we're getting them used to the client experience, but what about you tracking the team? So once everybody has their own license, then you can build out every team member's metric within the CRM, which is super impactful. Not only does it hold you accountable, and I'll give you an example of that, um, but it holds them accountable. So when I have my Monday team meetings and we talk about goals for the week, and then on Fridays when we have the team meetings, did we hit it? The CRM is on, I have a vibe board, and the office is on the vibe board. We compete, I have gamified my team. So your client experience is also built in with the team. So if you look at the page 294. 294. The reason why I said this also holds me accountable is this was August. This is from August. In August, we were doing the boot camp, and I was doing really well at the boot camp. I got a bunch of new agents. My conversion ratio from lead to pre-app is usually right around 69 to 71%. You see on here that it's 47%. So my team loved to tell me consistently, you gotta train your agents better, you gotta train, they're screwing up our metrics, they're screwing up our metrics. So it was reverse engineered, unfortunately, for me to get my stuff together, to train my agents to get that lead to pre-app up. So it told us right away that all these agents coming in weren't giving us good leads, didn't know how to refer us. I mean, and this is within one month time, we had this data almost immediately. So it's powerful to have with the team. When you look at these, you're tracking your numbers on this, like lead tracker, right? How often do we hand in a lead tracker? Once a month, right? So how often do you really look at your conversion numbers? Be honest, once a month, right? That's a little problematic, because we're at the end of the month, the month's already passed, and then we're looking at our conversion tracking numbers. So for me, I, do, I get a weekly update every Monday morning from my CRM, and it tells me five numbers. And these are five important numbers you all need to be tracking every single Monday. And eventually, when you program your CRM, they just come out naturally. You need to know how many leads you got, how many applications you got. Now, for me, I set my applications at full 1003 credit income DU poll. If not, it's called a nice conversation. So I want to train my people, no matter what, full applications every time. And then how many prequels? How many contracts? How many fundings? So we have leads, apps, prequels, contracts, fundings. So for my team, they're really highly specialized. I've had them for nine, nine and a half years, seven years, six and a half years, then our assistants about a year, they rotate every couple of years. So my lead to prequel number has to be 90%. Now the great thing about that 90% number, if I'm pulling in numbers every Monday, if I see we took in 18 leads and I only got 14 apps, I know immediately that week from the week before, my numbers are off. And then we start digging into the leads report that comes out with it and say, okay, where do we miss it and why did we miss it? So what do you think I expect the next week? Well, it better be 18 leads and 21 apps. It better be catching up on there. And then I look at my prequels. My prequels, I want 50% of my leads prequalified. But that Monday number, I know exactly when I have a problem. And if these start slipping, I immediately go down to one of two things. Either one, your LP1 is slipping. Or two, more than likely, we picked up a new agent or one of my agents picked up a new lead source and is sending me absolute internet lead junk. 
but I know about it immediately, not waiting towards the end of the month when you actually do your lead tracker numbers and you get your conversions. Get those Mondays, hugely important. You can build out the dashboards for it now. Her yep. reporting I keep is my, way sexier than mine. Like I she look has at all my the dials and graphs. Day. It's beautiful. Yeah, my conversion ratios, it's up constantly. And if it goes down at all, I can click on one of those little dials and it shows me which LP1 is going down, where are we at with LP2s. So it breaks it down instantly and I am obsessed with it. I'm in it every single day. Now she runs a larger team than me, so she can actually separate her LP1s for conversion. I just have an LP1. So the fact you can get individual reporting on each person also lets you know, is there something going on with your LP1? Are they mentally checked out, something going on in their life, something slipping? So again, it doesn't get too far before you know where it's at. Now, where do you start? If you're using Jungo, one of the best things that I loved about Jungo is they have, they have a university. So it's Jungo University, there, there's a whole backlog of videos. Uh, one of the things, one of the problems that I had is where the heck do I start with these videos? So I actually started with drip campaigns. Um, with the drip campaigns, you get a feel for it. The, when you put in like a customer service ticket, that customer service ticket takes like five days for them to respond. So I did video after video, not understanding. It was boring as heck. I'm going to set the expectation right now. I would zone in and out. I was tired after the day. So I'd watch these videos, try to take notes. My husband was like, what are you doing? We're watching this again for me just to get a feel for it. So if you're not going to devote the money to it right away, then you have to devote the time and the boredom to it. And so you're starting in the Jungle University and where specifically I would start building is again that client experience. Before you get into team, before anything else, and we're going to show you some of the things we do, that client experiences, when a lead comes in, what emails, what text messages, does it task flow you to call the client? Your CRM should be reminding you. Um, there was this really cool CRM, 100,000 person case studies, Velocify. And what they did is they took the optimal, you could Google it or I have the PDF if you email me, they took the optimal follow-up method over 100,000 people and they essentially printed and published a study from it. So I started my client experience, I started my follow-up based on this 100,000 sample set. And we went from there from it. So when she's talking about that, so, and we, so to cover a couple things, so where do you start? Obviously, if you're on Excel right now, when you start off with a Jingo, we'll just talk Jingo because I can't cover every serum out there. But when you call Jingo, you have everything in your Excel spreadsheets, they will help you upload them and put them in the CRM. But before you do that, you need to categorize everything whether they're a realtor, a client, a business contact, a title person, those are the things, because the difference from an Excel spreadsheet versus a CRM, once it goes in there, if there's no reminder on it, it disappears for forever, because there's no scrolling to a CRM. You know, so I think I have somewhere around 18,000 plus contacts in my CRM, but every one of them has to have a, lead, a reminder, a lead, or show up on a report somewhere. So first thing that you hit that is just make sure you have your people categorized where you want them from the Excel spreadsheets and or Outlook, but simple upload for those on that. And then someone over here asked how to get your team on board with it. Um, simple rule in our team. If it didn't happen in Jungo, it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So I went to everybody's office and I cleaned everything off their desk. I took their notepads. Does anybody on the team have a lead intake form like that? Throw them in the garbage. Because when they put this stuff on the lead intake form, what happens to the information that goes in, that's supposed to go in the CRM? Does it always make it there? No, it's forever lost on that piece of paper. So I went 100% paperless with my team. There's no notepads, no nothing on their desk. There's just the CRM and Encompass to take the application. And it's just a team rule. If it didn't happen in the CRM, it didn't happen. But now my team is so addicted to the CRM, oh, yeah. they can't function without it. Also, you want to talk about some golden handcuffs? 
literally my LP1 is like, oh my God, how do people operate without this kind of CRM build out? They love it so much that it helps them out too and helps them with tracking and staying in front. And just even simple lead management coming in. You know, yeah. this is easy stuff. We, we take all lead calls in the CRM. We're writing down the lead call. We built out on that lead first page, you build out your entire lead call and you're all about you form. So when we are in the CRM and uh, anytime we do a client concierge gifting or anything like that, we're pulling it up. We have it for our agents. We have it for our clients. We have it for our VIPs. So we're in that lead call. It's built in kind of the series of questions. What's your favorite candy bar? What's your favorite drink? And they're typing it in right then and there. Um, my team at this point yells at me if I forget, you know, because I'll take a lead call picking up my kids or something like that. And I'm not in front of the CRM and I'm just dictating it to them and I get yelled at if I forget any little minutia in there because they're held accountable to it. So you have to empower your team to really hold you accountable. Uh, having the, the all about you form in the CRM, I don't send it out via PDF. I don't send it out via SurveyMonkey. I don't send it out Google Forms. I tried the All About You form doing it that way. The All About You form is meant for you to pick up the phone and build rapport with the client. So have it in your CRM, but you're the one that's asking them those questions and having fun with it. I think I, I even have my uh, All About You form on my website. It, it's just you don't get it done. You don't execute it at a high level. And we use you know, something that's like a snap form or something like that where it goes out automatically on the All About You form. And if they don't fill it out, then my team will pick it up and fill it out. But we get about a third of them filled out automatically because we just timed them within the process. And the big thing looking at timing within the process. So here's the thing when you go into your journey about a CRM, because if you're all in here for the 102 class, you're about ready to kind of blow up on your CRM. Take a step back and list everything off like a timeline back in history class, you know, beginning of time to now. Because I got super excited, got a little nerdy on this. And you get texts and videos and you get another idea. Then you get a class like this where you get a bunch of ideas. I took a step back and looked after three years of building it out. Guess how many contact points I had with the client in just one transaction? Throw out a number. 96. I was beating my client up, but I had videos and text messages and emails and forms and everything. It was awesome. And I just completely beat them to death. So Chris and I took a look at it, took a step back. We're now down to about 26 contact points. And again, that includes from pre-qual text messaging, emails and stuff. But you really have to get through, like when the pre-qual letter goes out, also the I need your help form goes out, the all about you goes out, and the do's and don'ts goes out. So you can combine some things together so you're not hitting. Because we hit them a day, a day, a day, a day. And it's just murder. So you've got to be very careful about stepping back and looking at your whole process and decide. But also when you're building it out, there's your roadmap. You know, if you had the ultimate build out, where do you want to text, an email, a reminder, a video, or, you know, or, or a report to come out? Because they'll all do it automatically. You just got to lay it out when you want it to happen and how you want it to happen. And that's where the true magic starts coming in. Because again, you won't lose somebody in the CRM, even down to, I have it set up like if a lead doesn't get touched for five days, like nothing happens on it. It automatically throws on a report and kicks it over to me and says, hey, this lead is set for five days with no contact, no follow-up. It didn't move. And I give it five days because sometimes over a weekend like that, you talk to the person on Thursday, hey, I'm not available till Tuesday. You push it out. But you need those little reminders in there too because, it, again, it's super easy to lose things in the CRM. That's from lead to funding, yes. Lead to funding. Because again, I've combined some things and there's some text, some emails, some follow-ups on there. Um, but yeah, you can be careful. Now, those contact points, that does not include my, my prequal campaign. 
because um, Jackson actually uses the same developer I do, and I stole a little bit of his, a little bit of Robbie's, a little bit of mine, a little bit of Stuart Sadler's, and I now have a 360-day follow-up campaign just for prequels. Because right now, prequels used to be if they didn't buy in 60 days, they didn't buy. Well, now some people are waiting six months to buy because the market, they're trying to time it. So waiting for that campaign. So now that 26 is outside of that prequel campaign because that gets pretty built out to make sure we can So just to clarify, in your campaigns, does it have a task flow for you to call? Yes. And it sends out automated emails? Yep, so, so it gives reminders, text message, automated emails, even automated handwritten cards, like three days in the transaction. It's through a company called HandyWritten. Because for that one, it doesn't need to be a handwritten thank you card. It's just a handwritten says, hey, we know you're going to be driving around a lot. Here's your $20 gas card. Make sure you fill up your tank and go looking for homes. Day 60 is Starbucks card. Hey, Brooks, I know you're getting tired of shopping out there. Here's a little caffeine to give you a jolt. Keep going after those homes. Those are things you can use automated handwriting services for on that because it's not you know, truly meaningful. But it also reminds me, handwritten card here, phone call here email here so that way it can be customized. Again, it just keeps you in front of them the whole time. 14-day check-in call, 35-day check-in call. And then it also monitors, too, if they've never responded and if they're not opening emails. So all these things are built out for you to start checking to make sure, is your person still on your prequel yeah, campaign or did they drop off? What's like a realistic uh, minimum budget if you hired somebody to build it Yeah, so the question was, what's a realistic budget? If, if you don't have the time, how much are you going to budget for it? Randall, how much did you spend on yours? Well, see, I actually had Kristen working for me for five and a half years. So to see what the build-out was, I mean, I paid her a salary, and she was also my marketing director, built out Jingo, did all my gifting, went to all my events, you know, set up appointments. So it's kind of hard for me to, how much it cost for me to build out. Uh, but... I think they usually, honestly, I, don't, I have, I've had Kristen on retainer for so long. Jackson, do you know what she bills out per hour? Like 105, something like that? Yeah, oh, and the thing about working with like a Kristen that knows this, she already knows all the core build outs. So you say, hey, I need a greatness tracker campaign build out. She's like, so she's, she may be 105 bucks an hour, but she's also super efficient. Yep. And so it's fast. Yeah, so it's fast where you're going to spend, I mean, what's your hourly rate? You know, your income divided by 2000 I assume it's over $100 an hour if you're sitting in this room. And if it is, so that tells you who should not be doing it. dollars an hour, be you. so depending on the build, we'll kind of get into the different builds and stuff like that. Yeah, we've got a few questions back here, and then we're going to talk about conversion. Not only real estate conversion, but client conversion, too. Actually, hold on a second. Right behind you. Oh, either way. Make sure you have the microphone so we can hear you. You, you said that you have um, your All About You forms sent out, and then you also do them manually. What was the company that you used to send them I out? Wanna, I'd have to look. I want to say SnapForm sounds right, but it doesn't sound right. I think it's SnapForms. Uh, there's a million out there. SurveyMonkey's all that. You can build it all in, yeah. and, and it drops it directly into um, Jingo, so you don't have to manually do it. But again, if they don't fill it out, then my, my team will get notified on there. We'll go through it, and we'll notice, and just start asking. Just I hate doing the All About You forms. like... Let me start asking a bunch of personal questions. So we'll just ask a few little things like, you know, what's this? What's that? How many kids you got? You just, oh, do you, have, you guys have pets? Yeah? What's your dog's name? My opinion, the All About You form is the best opportunity to build fun rapport with your client. So, yes, it's great to be automated, but in reality, I really think that should be a fun conversation that you or the team is having. And I found on the All About You form, I truncated it. If, I, if my gifting program doesn't involve sending candy... 
don't ask what their favorite candy is because you're starting to get a little creepy on wanting too much about them. As their favorite color, if your gifting program doesn't have color choices, do you really need to know their favorite color? You can pick up on these things later. Nikki had a question. Um, I heard you mention uh, build out for greatness tracker. Yes. Um, so it leads me to the question of what build outs would you recommend? Okay, so Jungo in it of itself has a core build out. I actually bought it when I first started the core. It was garbage. Loved them, but I didn't like it whatsoever. It needed to be customized and automated from top to bottom. So for me, and Randall and I do greatness trackers, two, sep two separate builds. Both of them is fine. Uh, for me, when I have phone burner integrated with its Salesforce Jungo, um, I have my list in there and it just goes through my list and I type my notes, my team can see it, I set in task flows, but it's automatically putting it on my greatness tracker. Same thing with thank you cards. Um, thank you cards, I do thank you cards two different ways. I'll use a company called Handwritten uh, and it really looks handwritten. I spent $1,000 to have it my handwriting. That's the most fast and efficient way for me to do a thank you card. But I also have a manual button in there saying I sent a manual thank you card out. Um, the videos, it's a little bit harder to track because I, I do not only social media videos, but I do texting videos, I do all kinds of videos. So that one's more of a manual in there. Face-to-faces, as soon as I get in my car, I am putting the notes in my, in my CRM showing what I spoke about, my follow-up with it because the money's in the follow-up, and the break bread as well. So I have a little button that says, had lunch and it records the time and date. And as soon as it records the time and date, it automatically tells me when I should uh, set a lunch appointment with them again. And if you guys look at page 291, this is an idea of the greatness tracker that kicks out every week for me. Now I've got my greatness tracker set up two ways. I get a daily greatness tracker on myself, because I want to measure myself every single day, right? And also then I get a weekly greatness tracker. Now they cut it off, there was a third page that gives the totals on there. Yep. But super easy, this kicks out on uh, you know, every Sunday. So I have a full greatness tracker and literally is cut and paste into an Excel spreadsheet, greatness tracker is done. So again, it's not replacing your homework, it's making it faster and more accurate because I've logged all the calls, I've logged all the face-to-faces, the thank you cards and everything else, it's in the system, but it also gives my team knowledge too. If you're, not, if you're logging along your greatness tracker and your LP1 picks up the phone to call one of the clients, they don't know the last time you called the client because it's hidden on your greatness yep. tracker. Instead, it's in the CRM and they can say, oh, I see that you talked to Laura a couple days ago I want to follow up on the phone conversation. Yeah, you know, I love that because one of the things that when we do the greatness tracker, we're just checking a box. We did it. We got our 100 calls in. We did it. We got our five break breads. We did it. But did you set the follow-up? Did you build out the follow-up? So part of your client experience is with your agents, with your referral partners. What if you had your follow-up? If you logged it in your CRM, what if it told you what to do and it already synced with your calendar? Then you, you can really start converting. And that brings me to something, and there's two types of conversion, unless you have anything more to say. No, about no, no. Okay, so the conversion that I'm totally geeking out to right now, uh, because as agents, when, when the market goes down, all my agents seem to have their hands out consistently. And so I needed a way to track their conversion. I needed a way to see how much every lead is worth, how much their conversion ratio is worth, how much my time is spent with them. So in my CRM, so Jungo is so cool, this is why I recommend Jungo. 
um, you can actually build out a little agent portal. On the agent portal, you can upload prequels. It's like a website. You can have their branding material. You can also have a little conversion chart for them. And so it is on page 295. What was Rick talking about today? Math? Oh, I math love math. Math doesn't lie. Can you imagine that? Now, this is one of the things I got to take away from me. I don't have this built out. I can't wait to have a conversion portal for my agent to log in and see how crappy their, I mean, how great their leads are. Yes. So I mean, how, how, how great is that going to be? I Ooh. love to honor my biggest agents, and I love to showcase to my smaller agents they can put their hand back in their pocket, love you long time, but stop. So what this shows you on here, and every agent has access to this, it shows you my biggest agent on a little pie chart. You can see in terms of how many leads you him versus the biggest agent. You can see commission year to date versus this. Now this is one of my second biggest agents on here. He's given me 21 leads. I've made four, this is as of August. I made 46,000 off of him. 23% conversion ratio, uh, 53 or $5,346 down to the penny of the revenue I've generated from him. So when I do my business planning, oh yes. So we were, my marketing team, well everybody on my team is like, Laura, I don't think you should let your agent see this. I think you're going to have a problem. And I'm like, no, my problem right now is everybody has their hand out to me and I'm tired of showcasing all the time my value. My value is not giving you money to buy some garbage internet lead that's going to convert at 2%. By the way, I have the data for that too in droves because before the core, I went down that path. My value is showcasing this is how much I grew my top agents, how much I grew with them. And this is what I can do for you. Now, I know you're down here, but I know how to get you up here if you're willing to do the work. I've got the best program for it. I have one of my agents here today because of this. So it zips them up a little bit. Yeah, that's a great question. So not only do I have it texted, but uh, they, they do log in because all my prequals, all client notes, if they want to see a note at any time on their client, all my internal notes, it's in there. Mm -hmm. Isn't that big? Mm -hmm. there, there's, your, there's your golden ticket mm -hmm. right there like that, getting all the notes, everything on yeah. the client, sort of relying on your LP1 to make sure they, you know, they give all the notes to the person. Yeah. They can just log in and see it. Now... What this is doing now, there's two sides of conversion. There's client conversion, but every agent you speak to, you want to be able to convert them at a higher level or make sure that they're worth it. This idea started for me at the accounts pyramid when, Chad, I think it was you, um, had me write down number of leads and number of closings, and God, it was arduous. It took me four hours on a Sunday because I had never done it before, and I was seeing some of these agents I was spending so much time on, loving on, and they weren't converting. What was I doing as their partner where I was not educating them? Or what were they doing as an agent? What type of leads did they have? And so I started looking at it at a higher level. And the way to look at anything at a higher level is to automate it and track it at a high level. And Jungo can do that for you. Yes. Yep. Like what on the Salesforce app? It's, one, it's like their website. It's just the main Salesforce website. I'll pull it up and give it to you. Yeah, for sure. Now, any questions about agent conversion before we go into the bread and butter of client conversion? Yes. No, this, at this point in time, I have two developers on my team full time. So at this point in time, I sat in there with them 
um, and we started coding it. And so they're a little bit above my pay grade in coding. It really wasn't that difficult. And coding is like a scary word. Um, but no, it was just taking the commission that I had for my CRM pushes over. And once you have that commission pushed over, if you're tracking your leads in there, if you're tracking everything in there, it's just a matter of formatting it in a dashboard. You have to have the board out this. No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with it. As long as you have your commission pulling over and your leads in there. Now, the biggest pro does anybody know the biggest problem about tracking at this type of level? No, well. I should repeat that question back so they can. Yeah, so the question, what's the biggest problem at tracking in this level? And you said between the loan and the contacts. So kind of. Yeah, it, kind of. Yeah, so one, you can't, don't cheat your own CRM. Like, you're not going to compete against yourself with lies. Don't do that. But between the loan and contacts, it does require manual entry. You are right. It requires things to sync over. So your team has to be on board with it you actually have to be in your CRM. Because if you miss leads, if you miss putting commissions in there, if you add a zero, which I just put $17 million on a commission the other day, so that was looking pretty cool, um, there is human error to it. So you have to lead your team at a high level. Every single Wednesday, it is Tech Wednesday. I am talking about my CRM, the latest thing that we're building out, the ideas that we have, some of the things that they're troubleshooting, all tech breaks, so you have to be on top of it all the time. So Tech Wednesday is my team meeting, and we try to push out as many garbage in, garbage out type of things. Yes? How are you Encompass? I don't use Encompass, I use Arrive. And so I, I, use, I use Encompass. It's open and it's a... No, so because Arrive is cloud-based, it's an open-ended API, and so it just feeds back and forth together. Now, for me, I don't have it automated on that because my company can't quit screwing with Encompass, and they triggered things a couple times. So we do uh, two, dot, two times a day, we do a quick download on it. It's literally run a report in um, Encompass, like an Excel spreadsheet, upload, download. It takes less than two minutes. So I have it run it at noon, I have it run it at the end of the day. So that way, at that point, that syncs all the dates and everything like that because the live sync with our company just didn't work well for us. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's CRMs built off of Salesforce as well. So now, okay, this is higher end tracking, right? This takes a little bit of time to build out. So if you're just getting started with your CRM, if you're even 60% with your CRM, this is not for you. This is a goal to get to. This is the value of a CRM where it can make you more money convert at a higher level. But in order to do this, this does cost a little money. If I were to guess, this type of build out would probably be 10 grand. Yeah. Yes. No, no, so every single agent, every referral partner, even my financial advisors have this type of report. So I can pull it at any time for all of the agents. So it, when you're doing an agent, agent license to actually get it, have them a portal, I think it's $2 a license or something like that for them to actually sign on to it. And then they can go in, all of their client notes are in there, and I gamify it. I believe in gamifying everything. I notice how much my kids like Xbox. I notice how much, what was that, Minecraft, like you'd have to complete certain quests. So I gamified for my team and for my agents to start competing with each other. Just a quick question. So in regards to the agent uh, build-out, 
How different is this from Refinity, the Refinity Report? And, uh... Great question. So love Refinity. Started with Ref Refinity can start for you tomorrow. This is a quick takeaway is if you don't have Refinity, build it out. Uh, Refinity does your last touch update. So the way I have my CRM built out um, is it's a last referral, part uh, referral partner touch update. You click the box and it sends an email to them. The last one goes out every Friday. Every single, I don't put cold leads on the Refinity report anymore. Other than cold leads, every single lead is on there and gets emailed to them. So they have the agent portal and they also have an email that goes out and a text goes out saying that the Refinity report went out too. Now, a key on the Refinity report is super important. The first time you turn it on, it could be the largest disaster in your CRM because everything that you haven't done on the lead goes out. Also, too, our report, we have it come out every Friday morning at 6 a.m. because I like it, you know, kind of a recap of the week and right before the weekend because if you do it Friday afternoon, then they finally read the report Friday at 4 and they're having you hustle at 4 o'clock on a Friday to get people pre-qualified. Yes. But the last touch box, ours is automatically filled in based on the stage of where it's at. Because if you leave it up to free typing in your LP1 to update it, they will never update it. Then it goes out non-updated. So the last touch box in there, again, you can make workflows. If it says it's in prequal status here, it'll say prequal there. If it says docs out as your status, as your stage here, it'll automatically fill that box out. So automate that process. So once you get it, I haven't looked at a refinity report and I don't know, it's been years, honestly, because it just goes out automatically, goes out to my top partners. But speaking about huge mistakes that I made, and it sounds like you made too, so high five. Um, I now have a task flow for my team on Thursdays they, they're assigned realtors. I have each LP assigned a realtor, so they have to go into each realtor's, uh, pull their Refinity port beforehand, and make sure everything's up to date. Because I did the same thing. One, I had cold leads on there. I mean, just the first two, three weeks that it went out, I was face palming probably every five minutes. Like, what did I do? And let's be clear, when you're automating and you're sharing that automation with your agents and clients, you are going to screw up. You're going to have bad days where you're like, I did that wrong, I'm so sorry, let me fix it. Refinity was a big aha, oh my God, what did I do moment. Let's see if there's a couple things on here. So we talked about the team, how we to handle that, team. where to start. All about you. We still have to talk about client conversion because we got agent conversion, but the client conversion is money. Yeah, go ahead and start off. You're, you've, got, you've got something built out so much better than mine. No, it's better. All right, so I, I give you an example, uh, 297. Now, I'm really big on vernacular, like I want the vernacular, how I sound to the clients. For me, it's light and peppy and fun. So I, before I build it out in the CRM, and here's a pro tip, before you build out anything out in a CRM, you're writing it down first. So I have a Google Sheet where all of my build outs are written out. Uh, I then went on Fiverr and I had a copywriter go in and check me grammatically. Uh, somebody that's used to building out lead funnels and check me to make sure I'm fun, I'm peppy, can I convert it at the highest level. So what I mean by, um, what I mean by some of the vernacular, this, is, this one on here is client contact attempted. And at this point in time, when I built this one out, this is when leads were coming in too fast. We were hitting them hot and heavy and then pushing them back to the agent because we didn't have any time to do so. This, the client contacted attempted, is longer built out now. But you can see on here when the text goes out, when the email goes out, when we're supposed to call, like I wrote it down. I wrote it down and I reviewed it and I reviewed it again. And so when I actually had to build the CRM, it was just a matter of copying and pasting and turning it on. But with that, here's another integration. And that's BombBomb. Bomb. Who here has 
video of some sort integrated. Yeah. So I believe in video and absolutely everything. Um, video emails, video text messages, video everywhere because you want to have personal touch plus technology is going to make your brand elevate at a higher level. So your first point that you have to do that is the client experience. And when I started, did you figure out how much your conversions went up when you added BombBomb? Bomb? Oh, massively. And this is going to be your, your first takeaway, your first yep. easy walk out of here. You can start on Monday takeaway. Sign up for BombBomb, bomb, which is a video service. It automatically syncs with Jungo or Encompass. Literally, by getting, you sign up for BombBomb, bomb, you put in your login information like that, it automatically syncs. So when you want to send a video out, right now you got to shoot the video, upload it, try to do that, put it inside Jungo. Bomb bomb syncs automatically. All you do is go in there, shoot the video inside Bomb bomb, and say, "I want this to go out to my lead prospects." Click send, so and then it logs it inside Jungo, showing you did it, and it will show you how many times it was opened by the person to see if they're actually watching your videos. So again, it's like, oh, it's cheap. Yeah, I yeah. think it was five hundred for the year for Bomb bomb. It's super cheap. Uh, I when I built out my contact and attempted, I didn't have Bomb bomb at first, and when I found out about it here at the core. Um, it, my conversion, just to get a hold of the client, went up by 11% with putting video in it. So it works. Bomb bomb definitely works. And if you want to get fancier about it, honestly, like when I shoot my videos, I shoot it on my iPhone. Because you know that your iPhone has the same camera power as one of those large DSLR cameras? It's crazy. 5000 bucks for this or your iPhone that they give to you for free now. I shoot it on my iPhone in cinematic view, so it's a nice video. And then I honestly, I upload it into Instagram, because Instagram will do all the captioning. Because you know that most videos are not listened to. They are read. Because most of the time when you're watching videos, you're probably in a place you shouldn't be watching videos, but you're doing it anyways, right? So then you do Instagram do captioning, then I save it, then I have BombBomb. Bomb, I just do this all on my phone, it's just a couple seconds. I have BombBomb Bomb upload it from my phone. Now I log onto my desktop where BombBomb Bomb sits, click prospects, send. And now I have a fully captioned, fully gift video. Everything's shot fast and easy. That just loads right through and goes right across. Captioning. So inside Instagram, if you hit the little square with a little face on it like that, you just hit the word captions. It'll take everything you say and turn it into words. Yeah, and then yeah. you can click on it and make modifications if you need it. But captioning on there, because again, we all get so in our head like, oh, I have to have this professional videographer and all that. You have to have your iPhone 13 Plus or you know anything higher than that. That was a Kelly Zitlow thing. Literally sitting in her class, and she goes, if you have the iPhone 13 Plus, you have the best camera in the world. I literally ordered it right there sitting in her class. Like, good Verizon was just hitting me up for an upgrade. So if you're getting that upgrade for iPhone 14 and you don't have the 13 or 14, go get it. It's massively changing. Upload it into Instagram, caption it, save it to your phone. Don't need to send it out for Instagram. Open up BombBomb, upload the video, sync with Salesforce. It goes out. You're talking five minutes to get a video that's professional looking, sent out to your entire database automatically and logged in your database. So you're not, you're not actually no. no, I'm just utilizing that to go. Because for me, honestly, when it comes to videos, and it's a whole different class, but I believe that I don't like sending many videos out via email to my realtor partners because I'm, I'm getting into their, I'm forcing myself into their world. When you go to social media, what are you going to social media for? To watch videos. That's just what we do, right? So I'm a bigger poster on social media because people are going there to digest it. Now, I will send videos out to my, um, my prequels, lead prospects, stuff like that, and every once in a while to my realtors. But most of my realtors that I'm working with, all, actually all the realtors I'm working with, are on my social media. 
So sometimes I'll send it out there, but you're talking, I mean, you're in the classroom with the video queen here, so this could be a whole another hour and a half long class. This is a CRM class, sir. I know. <laughs> I was going to say, depending on BombBomb, the level you have, you can do captions within BombBomb, too. You don't have to go through. Oh, really? Yeah. See, yeah. look at that. Yeah. Do you do captioning inside BombBomb? Learn something new. Awesome. I like it. So, yeah, big takeaway one, you can start on Monday, sign up for BombBomb, Start shooting your videos, setting it out, sync it with your CRM because it's super easy, wide open for, format. Now, where do you start with this part? Just for anybody that is not down the rabbit hole, and it is a rabbit hole with CRMs, uh, you start, you can define your stages, contact attempted, uh, estimate requested, um, application or waiting for docs, pre PQ in process, PQ out looking, in escrow, cold and active, Credit repair, went with another lender, that one's always really fun. Um, so you, you need to start figuring out what stages you have in your workflow. From the stages, then you could build out, okay, contact attempted, I'm going to follow up this many times. For my docs, the CRM is going to follow up this many times. Now, I use Ring Central, Ring, Ring Central, it's a voice over IP, for my work line. I use SMS 360 that ports my Ring Central number and allows me to text, and I automate those text messages through Jungo. So all calls, all emails, all text messages go through the CRM. And the beauty of having that, I just changed all mine over to Ring Central about three weeks ago and 360 because forever we had a separate text line for information, but now anybody tries to call and text back on our main line, it automatically does that matches up with the contact and automatically drops the text message chain into the contact. And the cool thing about with Ring Central too, you can set up screen pop. When you call into my CRM, my client calls in, automatically the contact pops on my screen. So I know who's calling and all the information's in there. And if you look in the book, I actually have a screenshot of one of my agent screens, what I want it to look like. The screens are set up differently for clients versus agents, depending on what I want to see. For a client, I want to see all the dates of like pre-qual, pre-qual expiration date, um, disclosures, appraisals, CDs, all the information there. And But for agents, I want to see who's on their team, what, process, what contract we're working on right now. What's the address to the contract? When a listing agent calls in, do they know it as the Jones file or do they know it as 123 Maple Street? So having all that information automatically gleaned from Encompass, put it in there and track it in there. When they call, you sound super professional. You know exactly where the contact is. You don't have to be like, let me grab somebody and find out for you. All the information syncing with Encompass is in the CRM exactly where your stage is at. Yes. Are you really using it on your phone or is it pretty much desktop? Um, mainly on the desktop, it's on the desktop. but we're, we're, start, we're starting to get into it on through the app on our phone. But again, we're baby stepping into this. We're, we're, we're a month into it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the app on my phone. I use it on the desktop or the iPad. But what I love about SMS 360 is it ports the number so you don't have a bunch of numbers. Yeah, you don't have multiple numbers anymore. It's all one number. Mobley is a little bit more expensive, and that's why I didn't go with Mobley. No, yeah, no, it's, it's, that part's fine. You can respond on the app, like it just goes right under SMS. My entire team can see it. Um, it beeps on my phone, it beeps on my computer, it's really annoying. But no, that, that's, that part's not an issue. Now for me, I get the text messaging for the team stuff that comes to my phone, didn't come to anybody else's. I can respond directly from my text messages in my phone so it goes back through it, but the rest of the team doesn't have that ability, just me. Nikki had a question. Um, with Ring Central through Jungo, 
Yeah, let's just say you make a call randomly. Mm -hmm. Does it track that in Junko that you called someone? Yeah. 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 That's why I love it for my team. Like, if an agent ever calls me and said, you guys didn't reach out to my client. Okay. Well, I can pull up right then and there. It takes me 30 seconds flat to see the call down to the millisecond of when my team, um, when my team actually made that call, as well as any texts and emails that went out. So yes, it, it tracks it. Now, two other conversion things that I want to talk about. Um, one, let me check the temperature of the room. Is this too much information? Or are you getting good tactics at this point? That's good. Cool. And, and Laura, I had a quick question sure. on the, yes. um, so I'm, I'm stuck right now. I have three numbers, my personal cell number, which we pretty much moved away from. I have my team line. I'm using Ring Central. I use SMS magic. When I converse with someone from 360, um, 360 SMS recently, to port the number over, I have a lot of realtors that will do group text. Uh, text. And when I spoke to someone from three, 360 um, SMS, they said that they cannot support that feature. Yeah. Is that important to you? No. No. Any group text I have, I'm doing it on my cell phone. But it's not going to be any follow-up, anything important. It's going to be more the rapport building with agents. Yeah, we just left SMS question. Magic after seven years with them to go to 360. Life-changing, so much better, so much cleaner and easier. It's phenomenal. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. How do you like that? Oh, yeah. Process? It's way better than Magic by a long shot. Oh, yeah. And the customer service there is great. They just came to my office spent two days with me and the development team just to try to pick up at a higher level what else they need to do. So they're fantastic. Yeah, the great thing is they do come to us and say, yeah. what are you guys using for it like that? So they're constantly developing it better from big users. So when you're using Ring Central for your uh, main phone line, how is that directed to the intake people? Just when it comes no, in, like right the Ring there. Central? Yeah, so... Yeah. Cool. so just, a just a phone tree. I mean, really, yeah, just Salesforce is so cool. Like, Salesforce integrates when... It's, they're called APIs, so you can API right. into it. So it, it's built in right in there. You do not have to go to a Ring Central app. You do not have to go to Ring Central online. It is literally... They have their earbuds synced up to the computer, and inside Salesforce, they click the phone number, and it mystically magically does. Calls that are coming in. Same, same thing. It's it transferred. Breaks, it, it, yeah, so as soon as a call comes in, it actually pops, the contact pops up on the rece receptionist. She sees who the assigned LP1 is if it's in the lead stage, or the assigned LP2 uh, if it's in contract, and knows who to transfer it over to. Okay. Yeah. And for yeah. me, like when I'm mobile on my computer, now that I have Ring Central, just my Apple earbuds are Bluetooth on my computer, and I dial up from my computer, and everything is right there, so it's a mobile dialing station as well. Who, no, so Jungo is a good platform. Any integrations, you have to do yourself time or pay for someone to do for you. Yeah. Yeah, Jungo won't do any integration with outside platforms. That they just give you the CRM. You have to hire someone from the outside. Or by 360, I mean, they helped us build out inside it, and they understand it. They'll help you out with that. Randall, um, you are not using RingCentral for text within Jungo? No, we actually separated two because you can only port your number to either 360 or Ring Central. You can't port it to both. Why would, so, I guess what I was trying to figure out, why would you need um, ring, the 360? Because you, workflows. Because Automatically workflows. triggering workflows all Got the time. So like for me, like when a lead comes in, and let's say, I don't, you either get a hold of a lead or you don't, right? I have it set up, my initial uh, voicemail is a box on my main screen. When a lead comes in, I click on it, and it'll automatically text the client, Hey, Paul, thanks for reaching out. Um, you know, we're, we try to make contact with your client. Sean didn't make contact with him. We'll follow up every 24 hours. Then it automatically also texts the agent. 
hey, Sean, we weren't able to hell to get a Paul. We'll follow up every 24 hours until we reach him. And then it sets me a reminder. So the whole thing is having those texts in a workflow as things go through. As every step, even like the CD, when the CD goes out, I automatically text the borrower, hey, Greg, just want to know your closing disclosure is ready. We're on track and on time for your closing on October 28th. Then it texts the buyer's agent, hey, yep. the CD's out for Greg Gale. Make sure you reach out to him to fill it out immediately. And it'll also text the listing agent. Hey, the CD's out for 123 Maple Street. We're on track and on time for our closing for November 3rd. Without having to do anything, the workflow is just triggered all the way through. So we Daniel had a question back here. Um, he said, do you contact Ring Central? Do you contact Jungo? Like, how do you start the process of integrating? So you actually get Ring Central's API. It's called an API key. And then you put that into Jungo. Typically speaking, sometimes they have uh, just normal APIs where it's a quick process. You can literally Google it and do it in 30 seconds, and sometimes you have to have a developer do it because there's coding behind it. But that is a great, any integration, you go to the company first, and then you go back to where it fits into Jungo. But a lot of these are super easy, like even with phone burner, it's already, I mean, built in, oh, you yeah. literally click bomb, phone bomb, burner, you put the login, and that's it. Bomb, bomb, click, login. Now, some people for phone burner, like, again, I use Ring Central as a click to dial. So when you're talking about like theme day lists, like you know how to keep accurate on your theme days, every one of my theme days automatically comes out out of Jingo. Like I ask my you know, students all the time, like, what did you make last year? Income. <laughs> Two seventy. So if I were to offer you a job to hire, I'll hire you tomorrow, pay you a half million dollars a year. All I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to give you a list of fifty people every day to call. Can you do that? If it automatically just produces it for you. What's the only reason that we don't call our theme day lists? Usually we don't have any. Jungo will literally produce that list for you every single day. And what would happen to your business if you honestly called 50 people a day? Half a million is easy to make, right? So on your Monday call list, I have a little button on there that says Randall's Monday calls. Anybody on my team notices I haven't talked to an agent in a few weeks or a month or two months or whatever it is, they literally just click that field where it'll, it'll stamp a date in there that automatically rolls to my next Monday call list. So when I get on my Monday call list, I literally go just to Monday call list underneath my contacts, and I can have anywhere from 40 to 200 people automatically show up in there because my team forced it out. Or when I'm on my theme days, because what day do we call realtors? Mondays. So do we call realtor prospects on Wednesdays? No, but we get squirreled because we think of a realtor, we stop doing our Wednesday calls and make a prospect call when we shouldn't. Instead, for me, I just go to the contact, put a date in for the Monday, follow up to my Monday list, and also, too, with all my realtor prospects built into a contact list, what can you do when you have a contact list built out inside Jingo? What can you send out to them? Anything you Text, want. Text, emails, videos, and it's all inside that. Plus, with BombBomb, we just talked about it. Shoot a video to all my realtor prospects. Hey, we have this new DSCR program. We have this going out. You've got to contact me today. Program click, click send. And then I start making my prospecting calls. Hey, did you see my email? Did you get my video? Super simple, super integrated. But again, all these lists will come out automatically past clients, VIPs, prequels, hot leads. All that just the list will spit out. All you have to do is make the call. And just click to dial the call when the list comes up. Even if you don't like phone burner, you can just start clicking with Ring Central and it just starts dialing. Hang up, dial, hang up, dial, hang up, dial. What was that? Yeah, Ring Central does text, but it does not do it well through Salesforce. That why that's why you have to bring in a third party like SMS three sixty and port the Ring Central number. Because I tried doing that, Ring in it, no bueno. Yeah. yeah. It's just not so built out for it. That's the yeah. space where, Same number. where I'm 
at, that's the vortex where I'm at was like, we'll just call it smart texting, right? Or enhanced texting. And I've just been really nervous to make the leap. So where I'm at is, you know, my cell phone's on the internet, right? And I'm trying to release it to both RingCentral and the smart SMS vendor of choice, respectively, so I can not have to leave my question. phone behind. And so when it comes to smart texting, the workflows you're talking about to trigger everybody in a transaction right. to show how great you are is fantastic. Do you guys use the enhanced texting for like a list blast? There's limitations on what you want to do with texting right, right. compared to email, but do you do any of that? Like use mail merge, like, hey, realtor, first name, check yes. out this article. Uh, well, actually, right now what we're doing, like, every, th every, you know, we do our calls for prequels on Wednesday. Every Thursday, we're sending out to every agent and every prequel we have a text message block that says, hey, Mr. Buyer, here's your buy downs for the weekend. You know, we give a little, like, inventories up, does this? If you were to get $10,000 and buy down, here's your rate, 15, 20. We send that to the client and to the agent, but they're actually based on each individual file, not generalized. We literally go into OB, price it out, put it out there. So yes, we're using that smart texting on that platform to send those out as well. And the response on it's been amazing because they go out and write contracts and they see, wow, I can get a rate in the low fives if I just go out and get 20,000 in concessions. Right. So it's creating more deals for us. For me at the higher level, I'm trying to do is Automate the texting without it being perceived as automated. It's all how you right. write it. Like so that. if Mine's you get the Ring Central and your texting vendor both using that same number, for me the leap is I have to release what's been my so AT&T number. Let's talk about that for right. years. Yeah. And let's then set the expectations. That's, that's, that's a deep call, talk offline yeah. on that stuff. Yeah. Everything. I, but I, yes. That that took me about a year to do to get away so from my I'd cell love phone to chat with you about and that. a Ring Central. Yeah, that took. I feel your pain on that. So there's. If there's no other questions, there's two other conversion things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, one being gifting. So again, because I look at my conversion ratios every single day, it has been my obsession. I wanted to see at what points in the process is the gifting going to have the optimal improvement on conversion. So we started off with as soon as we take a lead application, we get the home address of the client and we send them a, it's a silly little card with like a four pack of extra gum saying we're gonna go the extra mile from, for you, but it's something tangible. It increased my conversion from taking that call to getting docs in by 6%. So you can actually see what you're doing is working. In fact, that little card gum thing won me an entire deal because I got it. Um, we send a little $5 Starbucks gift card out uh, when it's approved, it tells us when to do it. It's telling my receptionist when to do it. We send something out at docs and then we have a closing. So it's, it's tracking also how much money I'm spending on each client as well, or how much money I'm spending. So I have a little PL on each agent. I just put in there what I'm spending on it. So you can really mess with your conversion if the gifting is worth it. Like I'm not gonna overly gift. Yeah, at loan application, it's a gift. It's like a thick cardstock, and it has a little extra five-piece gum in it. It says, we're going to go the extra mile for you. So, yeah, it's like 30 cents when you buy it in bulk. But increased conversion to get docs in by 6%. And a lot of this stuff, again, you'll build... No. I wish I was no. that cool, but no, it's a person. It's my receptionist. Yeah. And there's <laughs> so I have a storage room. Right. No, not cost effectively. Any service I've seen has not been cost effective. And as we're all learning, it's about the bottom line. So I would definitely bottom line that. Yeah. 
yep, higher likelihood. And the other conversion, yes, here, I'm walking over to you. You just had that on stock, the card stock, under handwritten, so you're just uh, like getting 100 of them? Or? Yeah, this is, this is not even from handwritten. I'm just going to my local printer, and it's like a thicker card stock, so it feels like a present. Yeah, and it tells the receptionist. So every single day, task flows, every single LP, everyone on my team, I don't care who you are on my team, it triggers task flows. Those task flows, those reminders go out an email, and then I get a bulk email of what everybody's supposed to do for the day. Uh, my team lead is in my email, pulls it, and just makes sure everybody's on task. So we'll see, like, the, the birthday list comes out two months in advance. So we can have stock, because now you're talking about having gifting stock in, in file, we have that two months in advance. That was a good question. Who else yep. had a question? I think he's gonna, he wants to take that offline. And the you know, little things, again, you know, the automated text messages in these automatic gifts, some of the things you can automate, you don't want to automate too much because, again, you become too robotic, but there are some things you can just take offline and have them done for you automatically. Um, one little text flow thing I wanted to cover on this, I always forget to cover on this, the biggest money maker, easiest thing you can take away, you can implement on Monday, that I have a workflow in there for an automated text message to go out five days before the client's birthday. Oh, say and that again. Like, I'm sorry, say that again. This is money. This, yeah, this is the easiest money maker in the world. So a text message five days before the client's birthday. Hey Brooks, Randall Mills, I just want to remind you that it's Greg Gale's birthday and five days from now on the November 3rd. If you remember, you closed this transaction back on February 18th of 2018. Here's his address, email address, and phone number. Make sure you reach out. So every agent that I've ever done business with ever in the world will forever get a text message from me reminding them of their client's birthday to do something with it. And so even if they don't so work simple. with me, I run into them all the time at happy hours like, I still get your text messages. I'm like, awesome, why aren't we working together? Does your current loan officer do that? Right. So, okay, so we got bomb bomb, super simple. We got birthday, super simple. We got refinity, super simple. That should be implemented immediately. And she, he asked, does that flow everything from, yeah, everything is built into, everything comes from Encompass and Jungo. It says yep. their closing date, the address, the birth date, the contact information for the agent, their text message, their phone number. You just set up a workflow for it, it grabs everything and just spits it out. I added, uh, I added your, uh, all about you. Yeah, there you go. And you can add the All About You form on top of it and say, by the way, here's the gifts to get. And that, there's, the, there's your second golden nugget on that one. Just add the All About You form. By the way, here's all their favorite stuff to add onto it, too. You have the data. You just have to do something with it. Again, that's why there's this class. Now you have it. What do you do with it? These are the golden nuggets on this. Mr. Lubin, how can we help? So that's a client or that's an account retention tool, right? 100%. Can you go a little deeper of how you built that out? Yes, 100%. Can you go a little deeper? Oh, how you built out? The text oh, you built out uh, that, uh, it's a simple workflow. I mean, literally the workflow you just built, you built out where client's birthday, five days before, grab these fields. Hi, Chad. You know yeah, what? Then, Why don't we do this? Why don't we do a quick video that we can send to the concierge of us building that workflow so they can see how quick can, it's like a 30 second build. Yeah. That'd be we'll, awesome. we'll send that whether you or I do it, we'll send it to the concierge. Okay, so we'll take a couple more questions. I have one more conversion thing and we're going to get into reports. Paul had a question, then Nikki. I'm sorry, this is not a question, but just big group. I think everybody's got different levels of experience. Yes. And I thought just briefly I'll summarize mine because what I've seen is there's just some natural sort of stages or plateaus you go through implementing because yes. you guys are blowing, I think, everybody's minds because you guys are so amazing at it. Uh, my first plateau was one license shared with 
eight team members. Same. And oh, wow. we Same. assigned a file or a lead to whoever's on the team and then built a report that showed everybody's leads, loans, right? And then they had a page or a report to log in. Same. And it just organized it. Then we run lead meetings every morning in the same context. From like the three-page report. Right. Right. And same. then we added theme days. And we just, so if they're a realtor, they're on a Monday theme day list, et cetera. If they're in contract, it's a Tuesday list. Those are, and, and that was a game changer. And we stayed at that level for a long mm -hmm. time. Then we changed companies, could finally integrate our LOS. Then we finally got licenses for the team, and yeah. we finally integrated an intelligent dialer, and finally got email that didn't that stripped off the sales. For so you you take so, it in stages because you can go yeah. down a wormhole and become a professional Jungo developer. I admire your work ethic. I don't have that. Kind <laughs> I only of did it to figure it out because I, I didn't have the money to do it. Do you, but do you feel like you're being end? attacked right now? I feel like I'm being attacked. Right, I know. No, <laughs> no I'm just saying. Cause we it, did. We totally nerded out on. We spent oh, hours it. on Any, it. But yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I don't think everybody has that ability, and and it could seem overwhelming. So if you break it into manageable chunks, then I think you'll well, end up. I think that's a relevant point to make up because not everybody here has Jungo built out and finds it as appealing as some of us do. So, Josh, are you in here? Josh is one of my students. Josh is just now figuring out how to use the CRM, how to get his team to use it. So he's at the baby steps of it. So to set the expectations, I was at the baby steps for two years in Jungo before I started moving the needle on it any which way I could. It took me every bit of five years to get somewhere where I had a fully built out client experience and I could hold my head up high and now I'm just geeking out on it. So what we're trying to impress upon you, the beauty of an evolu uh, the evolution of an idea, you can take any idea, and if you obsess over it enough, and you tweak it enough, and you screw up enough, then it starts evolving into something. Michelle, Michelle, you're struggling out with reports, correct? So we're still at that report stage. And so my advice to you would be either pay somebody, again, it's a pay somebody, or take the time and watch an hour super doggone boring video of how to do a report. And you're probably not just going to watch one, you're going to watch three to try to just figure out how to do one. So it's arduous, but I tell you what, it's been one of the keys to my success on it. So you have to make the decision, is my client experience going to be pivotal to me where I'm going to start optimizing it, where I'm going to start building out like maybe disk scripting within Jungo or building out texting and videos and automations within Jungo or do I just want it to do, you know, lead tracker, greatness tracker, just choose which path you want to go down first and like everything else, it'll start blooming other paths. But no, it's a longer process. You're in it for the long haul. And look at this, guys. When you list out all the stuff you're going to learn here today, you're going to have little one-liner executables, do a Josh Sigmund trick. He taught me a long time ago. One if it's easy, one if it makes you money. Five if it's hard, five if it doesn't make you money. It's like a golf score, the lowest one wins. If it's an easy one, like that birthday text message, it's pretty easy and it's gonna make you money because it's gonna keep you in front of people like that. That goes first. Now it's a greatness tracker build out. It doesn't make you any extra money. It just makes you more accurate and better reporting because how many, how many weeks a year are you gonna have to do your greatness tracker for the rest of your life? 52 weeks, it's a lot of work, so might as well automate it. But it doesn't make you a lot of money and it takes a while. So that'll be a longer term build out. Just like the core and everything else, it just takes time be patient, build on the idea at a time, and just grab the right people. I mean, you got some of the smartest people in the room. I mean, Jackson, I stole like four or five of his video ideas. I saw that. I was looking at him like, 
that's gold, that's gold. So I really went, shot the videos immediately, and again, nothing professionally, professionally produced. Did it on my iPhone, in my office with the right lighting, where he had this beautiful production crew. He's sitting there, he's got this beard and a tweed jacket. There's a fireplace in the background, like an American flag waving back there. It's awesome. I just shot it on my phone and just ripped it off and sent it. <laughs> Jason, you had a question? Okay, so my question is, is it even possible to get 70% of what y'all do if you're working off an enterprise edition of a Salesforce platform with your company? That's right. We, don't, we did want to cover that real quick. That's yeah, kind of I an important thing. It's, uh, let's, I'll, be as, I'll be as professional as possible with this because obviously we want to support our company and who heads up our company. I will never have a company run CRM. For two reasons. Just well, reason number one it's is sometimes companies make decisions that you don't agree with. Has everybody worked at the same mortgage company for their whole entire career here? No one's ever changed, ever? One, two, three, okay, we That's got three out of how many people, right? But also, two, with the CRM, if I wanted to do something specific, yes. they have to change the CRM for the entire company to make sure that workflow is built out. Go through IT, get it approved, everything else, it's a pain. So yes, have your own CRM. Even if your company has one built out, own your own CRM. Same answer. Same answer. Own and I, run your I own. Have, own your own phone number, own your own CRM, and if your company allows you to own your own email address, yep. own your own email address. Yep. What's that? Yeah, own everything. Yeah. Everything is yours. Like even my thank you cards don't even have my company name on it because I want it coming from me. It just says from the desk of Randall Mills, that way I don't get into Mills team or Ameriforce or anything else. But I own it, it's the same every time, so no matter what, if anything changes, nobody knows. One more question before I, we do the recap. Yes, my friend. So you were saying earlier that phone burner integrates with Jungo. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So that's something that they, so who would have the integration? Would it be Juno? Okay, be so all this is a great question. All integrations start with the company first, not Jungo. So all integrations start with phone burner. So anytime I'm looking at a software, the first thing I scroll to is the integrations and I want to see Salesforce on there because Salesforce is um, the holder for Jungo. So if Salesforce integrates with it, then they have something called an API key. That API key can be fully built out where you're just copying and pasting like a 12-digit key over, or you have to have a developer involved to actually code it how you want to. Phone burner integrates, BombBomb integrates, RingCentral integrates, Gmail, G Suite integrates. Um, let's see. 360 SMS back. Right. I mean, mortgage Salesforce coach, is the most open yeah, platform. Mortgage coach planet. integrates. Yeah, mortgage campaign. coaches in there. I mean, you can you could do it with campaigns. So let's say uh, let's say we're about to go into a refinance boom. You could actually build it out in Jungo, set it to have a mortgage coach go out based on the client what you need the client to do. That's a little bit of harder build out. So to recap, because we have five minutes, so. Every software that you look at, you want to see if it integrates with Salesforce. If it's on your docket to do so, take your client experience, both the agent client experience and the true client experience seriously and automate it at a high level. That high level automation will take you years to do or a lot of money. You have to decide which one you're going with, but it can keep you as accountable as a coach can. It can help every single theme day. 
It can track how your agents convert. You can have your accounts pyramid in there. You could see your pay log in there. There's nothing within the core that you cannot do and have your team, your coach, and your CRM keep you accountable to. I am partial to Jungo Salesforce. I actually took the Jungo layer off and doing strictly Salesforce because most things integrate with Salesforce and Jungo. Whereas uh, I ran three CRMs for a time, not, I didn't put all the clients in there, but I actually bought like a 30-day trial period for different CRMs. Um, it was Surefire, Whiteboard, I think, and Jungo, and the functionality was at the highest with Jungo. Now, I know a lot of people use Surefire because it's a lot simpler to do, so if you're not going to geek out with it, then Jungo might be too much of a beast, or if you're not going to spend a lot of money on it. But think long-term, guys. Big purple dot. Also, you can change some things, but there are limitations. Salesforce is the most open platform on the planet. Open to all APIs. It doesn't close off anybody. If you're truly building your business, don't build it thinking short term. This is easy now. It's a little bit harder. I mean, the core is pretty easy, right? It's super easy like that. Not much work. Yeah. You put in a little extra work, a little harder work because you know the outcome at the end. So spend the extra time, the extra money on it. Build out something big at the end. I promise you it will be worth it at the end. Don't take the shortcut. So the power of the core, why I will never ever leave the core is classes like this where you mastermind and you see things at a higher level you didn't know you didn't know. But it's more than that. I'm, you know, we're sitting here and we're saying we're doing this and we're doing this and we're doing that and you may be looking a little bug-eyed, you might be walking out of here a little bit tired, but that's where we're here to support and help. So not only did we want to show you our builds, but we actually also wanted to give you our support system. Um, so we have contact information for you guys. With my development team, we'll do a 15-minute free consultation. Either that's answering your questions or if there's a build-out. And same thing with his, Kristen, yep. who's so, fantastic. I spoke to her as well. So your big takeaways on this. You can set up BombBomb immediately on Monday. Start shooting videos back to your database. Super easy set up. The integration's instantaneous. Two. Your, con your, your contact attempt is in the book there. She literally laid out everything she does for attempted contacts and how it lays out. Super easy. Three, manage your weekly numbers every Monday. Leads, apps, prequels, contracts, and funding comes right out of your CRM. I promise you it'll change your business, it'll change your relationship with your agents, and you'll know the direction you're going. Now, if you're going to email us, the title of your email, so we know you're in this class, is Five Star Core. Yeah, just put five-star review, core, and your name on there, and email us, and then we'll get you set up with these people. And speaking of that five-star core email, please take out your surveys right now and rate us. We wanted to give you three easy things to do. We wanted to give you our journey, our origin story. We wanted to make, you, make sure you understood it was time or money, and we wanted to see, to show you what we've done with it. But please, before you walk out the door, scan your QR code. I have little table captains out there, all the table captains I employed out there. Make sure everybody on the table does that because we need to have the reviews. It's just like Rick said this morning, do it now. Don't do it later. All right, guys, thank you very much. Thank Let's make you. this loud. Let everybody else hear us in the other room. Thank you. You've been listening to the Core Sales Training Bootcamp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call one 800 660-6670 or find us on the web at thecoretraining.com.